Hi, and welcome to Queen City Skin. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Roston of Charlotte Skin and Laser, and today I'm introducing our new podcast by introducing myself and telling you a little bit about myself, how I got into dermatology, the future of dermatology, and the future of this podcast. So we'll start with me. I am from Clemens, North Carolina, and I attended wait, <laughs> I attended West Forsyth, um, which is the home of Chris Paul, um, who went to Wake Forest and then was an amazing basketball player in the NBA. So that is West Forsyth's claim to fame, uh, not that I'm am the graduate, but some of you know of, of West Forsyth. <clears throat> After West Forsyth, I went to UNC Chapel Hill, Go Tar Heels, for eight years. I went there undergrad and then right, went right into uh, medical school. Um, I went to medical school wanting to be a neurosurgeon, believe it or not, and um, changed my mind pretty quickly. I really wasn't set on anything. Um, the first week of medical school, there was a lecture by Dr. Al Brigaman, who died last year, who was chairman of the Department of Dermatology for many years at Carolina. But he gave a lecture on our one-week immunology class. So the very first week, I got to get a lecture from Dr. Al Brigaman, and it was about the skin and the immune system. So immediately, I liked dermatology. But then what happens is you go through all these different uh, courses and clinical, and I liked a lot of things. I was really leaning towards surgery, but always kept coming back to dermatology. Um, I had some successes in medical school. I am not super book smart, true confessions, but in medical school, I had a lot of drive. I worked hard. Uh, it was very intuitive, had a lot of common sense, and had a few successes, particularly in the clinical but it also showed a lot of interest, and I think that's how you get the most out of anything, is just to show a lot of interest, and so I learned a lot. But I kept coming back to dermatology. Um, I was very interested in surgery, but after talking to a lot of surgeons, I kind of changed my mind. Some people asked me why I didn't go into plastic surgery. Well, at the time, and this was 25 years ago, um, you had to do a complete general surgery residency, which was four to six years, before going into plastic surgery, and it just seemed like a long time to me. That's not true today. You can go right into a general, uh, sorry, a plastic surgery residency with like one or two years of general surgery. But I do remember one day in the dermatology clinic, there was a patient that I was seeing with a couple of residents. And she had what's called axillary freckling. So freckles in her underarm. You're not supposed to have those because that's not exposed to sun or anything. And I think the residents were trying to figure out what she had. And I mentioned the axillary freckling and I can assure you this was just pure luck. But it turns out she had neurofibromatosis. And because I pointed this out, they nailed the diagnosis and it made them look good, uh, probably in front of Al Brigaman. But small successes like that, um, I think combined with my energy and drive, uh, Dr. Brigaman supported me for dermatology and I got a residency um, at Duke. So that was really fun. 
Uh, before I go into Duke, I was going to tell you a little bit about my hobbies and things that I like because that's kind of more fun. Um, I like horses and I'm an equestrian. I have two horses that I try to get out and ride. I love dogs. Most people that have been here know I love dogs and currently we have five dogs. Um, Scooter, Birdie, Daisy, Nugget, and we just added Purdy to our group. Um, but we're trying to change her name to Rose because we've got Purdy and Birdie. And I'm involved in animal rescue. I'm on um, a charitable foundation board and we give grants to animal related charities, which is very fun. Um, my husband and I, we've been married for 24 years. His name is Robert Roston. And his father, ironically, was a dermatologist in Pinehurst for many years. Um, so he likes to keep it in the family. Um, we go up to Lake James a lot. Love going to the lake and swimming with the dogs and hanging out. And I do water ski and I enjoy snow skiing when I get to go. Um, and I actually like to read. Um, and I've been able to do more of that lately. Um, so those are some of the things that, that I love and enjoy and would love to hear about yours when you come in. But we'll go back to my Duke residency. So at Duke, it's a three-year residency, so I had to do an internship at Emory before that in Atlanta. So one year in uh, Atlanta and then back to Durham. While at Duke, um, the one thing I seem to always mention, other than the, the great clinical education I got and fantastic professors, we had basketball tickets to Duke basketball games. And I'm a Carolina fan, big time. I'm kind of, my husband grew up a Carolina fan, so we are, you know, diehard Carolina blue. And here we are going to the Duke basketball home games. Um, we didn't go to all of them. I was loved by the alumni because I gave away my basketball tickets. But the one game we went to in 1996 was when Michigan had the Fab Five and they came down to play Duke. At the time, one of the Fab Five was uh, Tractor Trailer, um, who is now deceased, rest his soul. But it was a very close game. And Mr. Tractor Trailer made a slam dunk from almost mid-court with less than six seconds to go, I mean, probably two seconds, uh, to beat Duke. But what was amazing about it is my husband and I in our seats, and it's a small stadium, jump up. Yay! Okay, but we're at Duke, and we're the only two people that jump up and do this, so we quietly sat back down. But they were fun tickets. <laughs> But while I was at Duke, I got to know another mentor of mine, Dr. Sheldon Pinnell. And Sheldon Pinnell started SkinCeuticals. Sheldon Pinnell really believed in the power of vitamin C as an antioxidant. And if you make a visit here, we will emphasize vitamin C as an important part of your anti-aging program. Well, this was pioneered by Dr. Sheldon Pinnell um, at Duke. Um, he is also deceased, um, but he was instrumental and helping me learn more about how cosmeceutical products can really affect the skin and prevent aging. Um, when I was at Duke, I presented a paper at a surgery meeting, and when I was there, I met Dr. Richard Fitzpatrick, another pioneer, both in skincare as well as laser. And Dr. Fitzpatrick and I hit it off. He has a daughter that looks like me, and her name is Liz also. And Dr. Fitzpatrick became an important mentor to me. He 
let me come out to his clinic for a month on an elective, and that parlayed into a one-year fellowship with him, um, as well as some of his colleagues. So a one-year fellowship with Dr. Richard Fitzpatrick in San Diego and his associates, Dr. Mitch Goldman, who taught me vein work, and Dr. Kim Butterwick, from whom I mostly learned liposuction. Um, and this was back in 1999. Um, I also practiced in that practice up until 2001, and then I came to Charlotte. Uh, and I ended up in Charlotte, not because of a job offer. My husband and I just loved Charlotte. Uh, Robert is a graduate of Davidson College, and we knew we wanted to come to Charlotte. And so I started my own practice, and many of my old-time patients remember my mother as receptionist back in the early days. Um, since then, cosmetics has grown tremendously, and, and so is my practice. Um, so in 2021, after 20 years of practice, I decided to, to make a change um, in my schedule, a change in the type of patients that I see. Um, so now I just see cosmetic patients and also reduce my schedule. And I felt that this was important after 20 years of practice because I really needed to narrow my focus. Just didn't have the energy that I did 20 years ago and wanted to spend more time with some of my very time-consuming hobbies. Uh, horseback riding takes forever. Um, and I also have taken up golf again. And that, as anyone knows, takes a long time as well. Um, and I actually have time to read non-medical books. So for me, it was really uh, a moment of uh, self-reflection and that I needed to take care of myself a little bit better and concentrate my focus on cosmetics. My cosmetic practice had grown so much um, and I was doing continuing medical education, I kind of still do, in both dermatology as well as uh, cosmetic dermatology. It was just a lot to keep up with. Um, on reflection on that decision, I think it was a really good idea. I'm much happier, I'm more well-balanced, I'm not as stressed out. Um, I've read books, which is amazing. And like I said, I've taken up golf again, which is really, really fun as well. Um, I have had some, some critics about that are dropping the general dermatology, but I can tell the critics it really was for my best interest and I'm happy with my well-being afterwards. I do miss general dermatology and one of my favorite things about general dermatology is taking care of people over a lifetime and I've taken care of people's uh, spouses now when I've been taking care of them as young kids when they were kids 20 years ago. So it's an evolving practice. Um, some people ask about dermatology, but I will tell you what really happens is I get together with my colleagues and we talk about how lucky we are to be in dermatology. It's just such a great field. Um, and part of it is the relationships you develop with your patients and their families. I mean, I can take care of a patient as well as his or her children and parents. Um, and I've even taken care of some of the other Dr. Rostin's patients who have moved 
back to Charlotte to be closer to children. So it's kind of full spectrum. Um, but then I'm also on the cutting edge of cosmetic dermatology and laser. Um, and it has changed so much since when I did my fellowship. Um, and you just have to stay on top of it. So I put together some brief reflections of, you know, a, a career in 20 years in dermatology and why I feel lucky. And some of them we've already talked about, but not the evolution of cosmetic um, and laser. Um, you, you just can't imagine how much laser and energy treatments have evolved in the last 20 years. Um, there's also the evolving role of fillers and injectables in an anti-aging plan and rejuvenation. Um, and I've developed a real art and an eye for helping people achieve a balanced, more youthful look and more youthful skin using injectables. And I really practice it. People ask me, well, how'd you learn that? And I said, well, after you leave, um, I sit here at my desk and look at photos and practice. I practice what a beautiful contour looks like and how to create it. And I keep up on the latest and greatest. And I listen to my colleagues and I learn from my colleagues. Um, the, the devices, I have been accused of being a device junkie, but I just get so excited about how we can use laser light and energy to renew the skin, remove sun damage, reduce lines and wrinkles, and grow collagen. It just, it's exciting, uh, but to provide the best level service to my patients um, in the safest manner, I really like to stay on top of that. Um, uh, the new non-invasive, minimally invasive ways to tighten skin is always changing. There's new treatments for acne scars, and, and hair is a new horizon. There's a big move away from surgical correction of hair, like hair transplant, and more into preventative strategies and non-invasive techniques. And we'll be covering some of that in some upcoming um, podcasts. Um, there's also new and exciting developments in feminine rejuvenation, um, improving sexual well-being and function in women primarily, um, and also helping with stress urinary incontinence. And that um, overlaps in my field because the tissues there, they're skin. And so my 20 years of experience rejuvenating skin can help in that area as well. Uh, so this is a good uh, segue into introducing our podcast and some of the things we can cover in the future. Um, we'll be covering some of these new and exciting developments in laser, light, and energy for skin rejuvenation, tightening, hair growth, um, and maintenance of hair, skin care, vaginal uh, and feminine rejuvenation, um, and just so many topics, and we'll probably delve into some general dermatology topics as well. Um, so we encourage your participation as well as feedback. What do you want to hear about? What have we not covered that would be exciting? Um, we're all looking forward to this. Office is so excited about participating in some of these upcoming podcasts. And I thank you for your participation today and look forward to talking to you in the near future.